Hey guys, welcome to Tribe of Nerds. Uh, we are back. Uh, this is the season two finale of The Mandalorian. Um, so much to talk about with this. I think all of us were probably freaking out as soon as we saw this episode today. So, um, so yeah, let, let's talk about... Um, we'll start from the top of the episode and then we'll just go down to all the big reveals. Um, we've got the return of Bo-Katan, uh, Boba, Fennec... And Mando, they go to get Bo-Katan's help to get Grogu back. Um, so, seeing Bo-Katan again, what was your guys' thoughts? She's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Like, she was a lot cooler the first time we saw her than this episode. This episode, I, oh my gosh, it kind of like drove me a little crazy at points, especially when she's like, I need to be the one. And then, like, obviously we found out why. Right. She was like, oh... I need to have the dark saber because I don't want to battle any of you to have to take it back. I'm like, first of all, Bo, who said that you should be the leader? Right. Like, pop off your high horse and like just bring someone else back to Mandalore. You don't have to be the leader. You were already the leader, and then you got your ass whooped. If you were a true leader, you would have beat their ass before they whooped yours. So, like, I don't even think she should be the leader. Get out of here, Bo. Endo's coming to town now. Yeah. And also, like, her questioning, like, she's like, I know that voice. You're a clone. Oh, yeah. Like, first of all, she's a clone of, like, a Mandalorian foundling. So, technically, yeah. I don't know how the children thing works, but, like, I don't know, man. Seems like he should be a Mandalorian to me. Like, he's a clone, but also, he has that foundling DNA in him. So, I mean, I, yeah, technically, I think he should be able to classify as a Mandalorian. And, like, number one, nobody walks smack to my Boba Fett. Like, you better watch your ass before you start spitting some words about my man Boba. Right. Uh, Gabe, what, what did you think about Bo-Katan? Uh, I mean, I think it was nice. I really like the armor they run around in, so mm-hmm. was, I, I thought it was pretty early. It was a pretty cool team-up for the last episode. Other than that, it was like, yeah, it was, it was fine. Yeah, she, I will agree. Um, and then, like, her, um, friend getting into the fight with Boba Fett, where they just, like, shoot flamethrowers at each other after... She, like, scissor kicks Boba Fett. Oh, that was sick. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Um, After that, I figured that, like, I was like, you know what? Boba should have earned the respect right there. Because both of the Mandalorians went for the same move. Right. Like, if that doesn't prove that he has been trained by Django in, like, some of the Mandalorian ways, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really do think that he should be able to classify. I'm really big on this now because oh, yeah. like, this is a problem that I didn't know I had. Because like, come on, bro, let let him come on. He's Mandalorian. I mean, we definitely he found won. out like more of the nuances about Mandalorians in this episode too. Like, just like you know, just like more context given, I guess, with like the dark saber and stuff. And, right. Yeah, and you know they're kind of like nitpicky about who is and isn't Mandalorian, even though they only they all have their own like traditions and stuff. Yeah, that drives me crazy. 
mm-hmm. like they're they're like oh yeah we all have different traditions and we all do things very differently as mandalorians but oh you're you're a clone of a mandalorian you're not a mandalorian i was like shut up Bo. <laughs> yeah um yeah i agree um the well, next... katie sackoff is great no disrespect to her it's mm-hmm. the character katie sackoff is amazing love her yeah she is great yeah, that'll tie into what we talked about with our Attack the Clones podcast of uh, respect the actors. Or that was Phantom Menace as well. We said them both, oh, respect yeah, the both, actors. Both. Yeah. Um, yeah, disrespect characters, not actors. Actors are great. They mm-hmm. do their best. I will never blame an actor unless they're just a bad actor. But in this case, no. Yeah. Um, so then let's get to Boba's diversion. Their plan is to have Boba Fett chase down their imperial ship they've captured dr pershing i believe uh who was in charge of the cloning and using uh grogu for the cloning experiment um and so their object their plan is to have boba fett try to chase them down in their in the imperial ship and make the imperials think that they are one of them and not uh not actually uh trying to invade them and attack them so that was that was a pretty cool plan, and then you just see Boba Fett just like hyperspace out of there. That was pretty cool. All right, I was, yeah, it was a really good space sequence. Uh, I love me some freaking Slave One action. Yeah, uh, it was it was a really cool thing. Like the episode was mostly action. Mm-hmm. But like the space sequence and just like all the shootout inside the uh, what do you, what do you call it? The, is it called the cruiser, a larger ship. Yeah, I think it's a cruiser. Okay, so yeah, the the just like all the sh- the shootouts that happened in there, that was pretty gnarly. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we are gonna get to the dark troopers. Let's talk about them and just oh. like. When they came out, and I mean, you have Mando struggling to take on one because it's just so... It's it's even fireproof, which is crazy. Um, like, these things are hard to fight. So, it was, it was just really cool seeing a bunch of uh, uh, dark troopers. These are facts. Um, they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. When, I, mean, I mean, like, they're, like, literally indestructible. I, I honestly thought, like, it was, like, the floodgates were going to open and they'd have to fight, like, that entire pl- platoon. Right. As soon so, as they started leaving and Mando just, like, pulled it and it just sucked them out, I was like, okay, now you guys have hope. Like, if you didn't do that, you're screwed. And then they flew back and it was like, we're being boarded. How many life forms? And at the same time as uh, the character said it, I just looked at the TV and went, none. Right. They're back. And, like, I just got so nervous because I was like, uh-oh, the Dark Troopers, like, flew back. And now they're they're going to just waltz right into that room. They're gonna, and they were, like, this close to getting into that room, even through the uh, blast doors. Right. And I was like, oh, you guys are screwed. Right, and we'll get to what happens to them later, but I mean, I as soon as they got sucked out, I told my dad, I'm like, there's no way that they're done. Like, there's no way the Dark Troopers are just done after that, because they're droids, so. 
she, uh, I think it was Clark Dune, when she knocked that person off, uh, the stormtrooper, when she knocked him off the bridge. Yeah. And he fell out into space. And it, you could just see him, like, just kind of, like, float away. I was like, that poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. Yeah. That, I do feel bad when people just are falling into space. There's no hope for them. Um, let's talk about Moff Gideon. We actually get to see Giancarlo Esposito fight in this. And that was really, really cool to just kind of see his fighting style. Um, his physicality was intense. Like, yeah. he was strong. Like, mm-hmm. the way he was attacking Mando. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was like, wow, this dude can fight. And, like, he said at some point, he was like, yeah, there's going to be a fight. And you'll, like, finally see my character's physicality. Right. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, he wasn't wrong, man. Like, his physicality for um, Moff Gideon was very impressive. I was like, holy crap. Like, I would lose in a fight against this guy. Right. Agreed. <laughs> um, it was just, like, it was pretty much everything I asked for. It was a really good fight. I think it was really interesting that, like, the his Beskar... Um, stabby pike thingy yeah it was like it was like glowing red so you could tell like even that shits was like struggling to keep up with like the dark saber so it was like you got to see how strong the dark saber was but other than that it was like a really good fight man yeah agreed yeah it was pretty darn great and like what was killing me was um the, the fact that they keep making sure that we understand what type of Beskar can truly deflect everything? Like, Boba's helmet has the dent. We know that that Mandalorian is Beskar, but it is not pure Beskar. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, they can, like, they'll take more damage than Mando, because Mando's armor was pure Beskar, made out of the finest of the finest. So, like, that's why his can, like, deflect everything. That's why the Beskar staff was withstanding the dark saber and like not even yeah like gabe said like it was struggling to keep up but it was still doing its job mm-hmm. so like it's still very impressive of pure veskar to be able to withstand basically a lightsaber yeah and yeah i was i was very impressed and i it makes sense like pure veskar it's kind of like metals that we have like in like on earth just real metal like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's metals that we mix with other stuff to make it different. But then there's, like, pure metals that are, like, truly stronger than we think they are. So, like, yeah, I completely understood why the pure Beskar would be much stronger than anything that's been interfered with. Right. And, I mean, Moff Gideon even just, like, how confident he was that everything was still going his way as he was just talking through this like he knew what was going to happen and then obviously like i love the acting with giancarlo esposito and that x-wing comes and you just see his smile just drop off his face just pure fear yeah um and we're gonna see and we see him just go crazy and shoot bo katan's uh friend up like 90 times and then uh almost shoot uh baby yoda and uh that that was crazy too. So, and then 
spoiler alert, <laughs> Star Wars nerds, Luke fucking Skywalker shows up. Yeah, Luke shows Ooh. up, and, you know, when the X-Wing showed up, I was like, I was not 100% sure, saw the cloak. I was like, okay, well, it's a Jedi, but we, you know, it could be Ahsoka or some, some, you know, I wasn't oh, yeah. sure who it was still. And then you saw the green lightsaber and the robotic arm, like, is this really Luke Skywalker? And then when he takes off As soon story, as I saw the green, I was like, it's Luke. Yeah. Like, I didn't even I mean, see the hand, but I saw the green, I was like, it's Luke. <laughs> when I saw the X-Wing, my the th- first thing that came to my mind was Luke Skywalker, obviously. <laughs> and I was like... In mine, immediately went to the New Republic. I was like, oh, maybe yeah. the New Republic showed up, like, maybe Mando tipped him off or something, or, like, maybe even Cara Dune, because she was talking about, like, oh, they brought back um, Moff Gideon, the New Republic is going to have to double its price. So I was like, okay, maybe the New Republic is showing up. That'd be mm-hmm. cool. And then it was only the one X-Wing, so I stopped celebrating. I was like, why is there only one? And then I was like, oh. Then I saw the person get out and like, Baruki. At first, the hood went outward, mm-hmm. so I thought maybe it was like Ahsoka's head thing. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that was making the hood go out, so I was like, okay, it could be Ahsoka, because all the security footage somehow in this fucking futuristic galaxy all the film is still in black and white for security <laughs> footage but i digress so since all the footage was black and white i was like okay it looks like just a white saber like it, it could it could be ahsoka and then like it went to the in-person jedi and it showed green i was like oh my god luke skywalker is here yeah and then yep it, the realization hit, and I was just like, oh my god, like, Luke, Luke Skywalker is here. And, like, I, as someone who's, like, a really big, like, Empire guy, like, I have a lot of Empire stuff, I'm big on the villains in Star Wars, soon as Luke showed up, I was like a little kid. Like, I was like, oh my god, Luke Skywalker is here! And I, it was it was something that I'd never experienced while talking about the good guys. Like, yeah. I've, I've never acted like that while talking about a Jedi. <laughs> and as soon as Luke showed up, I was like, oh my god, guys, shut up. Luke's got to <laughs> I was on my edge of the... I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, it occurred to me that it was Luke, but I was still, like, super anxious. I was like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> like, I was, like, really <laughs> up for, like, no good reason. But yeah. To me, that scene was, like, to me, that scene was like Darth Vader's one in Rogue One. Right. Yeah, the hallway. Yeah. Like, it was basically a light side version of his hallway scene. Because, like, yeah. after Return of the Jedi, like, the time gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, uh, there's so much badassery that right. Luke develops as a Jedi, and he's so yeah. freaking cool. I mm. honestly. It does Luke, raise kind of more sp- questions in my mind. Oh, really? Mostly because we know what happens to Luke's Jedi Temple. Right. And we know how slowly Yoda and Groku's race ages. So it makes me very nervous that Kylo fucking butchers Grogu in the future. So sad. Because, like, that's what happened to everyone in Luke's, like, Jedi Temple. 
I feel like that's sort of on like the people who wrote the sequels, though. Like, if we lived in a universe where the sequels were written differently or they didn't exist, this would be perfect. Because after, like, when was Return of yeah. the Jedi released? Like, 1980? Yeah, 1980. 1982, yeah. It was, like, the turn of the 70s. It was after. So, you know, like, after that movie came out, all these years, like, fans just kind of presumed he, like, rebuilt the Jedi Order. I like to pretend the sequels don't exist sometimes. So, to me... <laughs> The Mandalorian, that, that the ending of the last episode of The Mandalorian, it was pretty good. I liked it. The only thing I wasn't crazy about was the CGI. He looked fine, but whenever yeah. he opened his mouth, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. I was. I would have been much happier if it was Sebastian Stan. Like, I understand he's an actor, so, like, it's very hard. Plus, he's, like, a very good, well-known actor. So it might be a little harder, but also, it's Disney. And like they can do whatever they want, we know because they have. Mm -hmm. Look at at the sequels, and yeah, so we know that they can get stuff done, and we know that they can get big name actors. Like fuck the royal, um, like the princes, Princess Diana's sons Mm -hmm. were both in like a deleted scene for Star Wars. Tom Hardy made an appearance. Fucking James Bond made an appearance. Daniel Craig, yeah. Uh, Simon Pegg was also in it. Yeah, Simon Pegg was the big orange guy. Yeah. Like, they have all these people cameoing, like, these big names, people, and, like, Ewan McGregor voiced some uh, stuff for Obi-Wan. They brought back Alec Guinness's original voice for some stuff. Like, they, they brought back a lot of stuff, and they were able to get a lot of people interested. So, like, I feel like once you mention Star Wars to someone, act, most actors would be, like, immediately interested. Agreed. Like, hell, Bill Burr, who doesn't even like Star Wars, agreed to be in the Star Wars show. Right. And, like, granted, this is a very different show from how everything else in Star Wars feels. But still, like, yeah, they're pulling it off. So, like, I feel like they can get away with a lot of stuff, especially in this type of show. I thought that maybe they were going to lead to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. At the end of the show, like I thought, maybe so when I heard there was an end credit, I was like, maybe it's Thrawn, and like I got excited, like maybe as soon as they pull out of there, like Bo reroutes the ship to Mandalore, and we see it go into um, hyperspace, and then you see and the then ship. we see like an Imperial fleet come out of hyperspace, and like they just got out of there in the nick of time, or else they would have just been destroyed. Right. So, like, I didn't know if they were going to do that, but I was still very happy with the ending and the after credit scene. Yeah. Because, like... We'll get into that. Um, Yeah, well, and let's just talk about, briefly, the emotional scene, emotional payoff of uh, uh, Din Djarin Mando saying goodbye to Grogu. Oh, Um, man. That that (laughs) That almost wrecked me. Yeah. Oh, it was it was really good. It was really tender because like you saw him break his own creed just to look at Grogu one last time. It was dude. If he like if he just if Grogu was like daddy, I would have. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I everybody would have cried. Up and just like started talking to RGD to like, what's up, homie? Remember me? Yeah, I, I saw you around the temple. I was like, that, that was so cute. Like, Archiduchi's, like, doing the whistles and shit, and Grogu's like... Oh. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> no, that was like, like a... that's what's up. 
was a beautiful last scene, though. Like, yeah. Wonderfully directed. Peyton Reed should feel like a god right now because he is. Like, that shit was good. I think, yeah, I think Peyton Reed should get a little more credit for the Ant-Man films as well, but I mean, now, like, I mean, he definitely deserves so much credit for this scene, like, this episode. Um, but... Ant-Man's trash. I won't give him credit for this. No, no, Dang! Just kind of look at I love Ant-Man. I love those movies. But, yeah, he was... I was very surprised to find out he was directing this one, and after I saw it, I was like, you know what, man? Props. Like, good for you. This Mm -hmm. was good. Right. Right after Luke picked up Broku, he's like, where have I seen this guy before? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just sad we might you know it's not gonna be the same without Grogu being in it. I mean, if they yeah. if if there is an actual season three with Din Djarin with what we're about to talk about with the post credit, we don't know if like this post credit tease is actually season three or. But we'll talk about that. Uh, now. And also, like, when Luke was walking the hallways and, like, just literally fucking destroying every Death Trooper in his path, mm-hmm. I thought it was so, like, it reminded me of, like, how connected people who use the Force are. Right. Like, because it's, it, like, Luke was walking down the hallways and, like, Grogu couldn't even see. Like, he could barely see the screen. But as soon as he sensed that presence, I saw him, like, he just looked up. And then he just kind of looked around the room, and then he went up and looked at the security feed, and as soon as he saw Luke, like, fighting all the dark troopers, he just, like, put his hand on the security screen to try to, like, connect with Luke. And I was like, damn. And even when, like, Mando was like, he doesn't want to go with you, and Luke just knew better. Mm. Like, he didn't even go like, are you stupid? Which I would have done. I would have been like, <laughs> Well, Luke just looked at him, and Luke was like, no, he's waiting for your permission. Right. And I was like, oh. I was like, that makes sense. And basically, Luke showed up, and I was like, you know what? This reminds us, like, how good of a Jedi Luke truly was. Like, right after episode six, basically before anything that the sequel said happened, happened. Luke was a terrific Jedi. He was amazing and he was truly the one that had to rebuild the order by mm. himself. Like, this man had a humongous task on his belt, and he was still going to do his best to get it done. So, like, he was, he followed in his father's footsteps. Like, his father had a lot put on his shoulders. He had mm-hmm. a huge weight that he was supposed to do. He was supposed to be the chosen one. He was supposed to bring balance to the Force. He was the most powerful Jedi, like, ever. And even Obi-Wan was like, you've become a far better Jedi than I could have ever hoped to be. And Anakin was like, the best. He was supposed to be the best. And then he succumbed to his own fears and anger. And Luke was basically, he did the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, but without like succumbing to the anger. But like, once you like watch their stories, it's eerily similar because they both had such big weights on their shoulders for what they had to do Mm -hmm. like anakin having title of the chosen one luke having to literally rebuild the jedi order by himself Mm -hmm. it's yeah i he was truly i think he's truly the best jedi yeah like he's amazing 
And, like, I'm not a big fan of Jedi, but, like, whenever I am, like, Luke was a little whiny bitch a lot in the movies. <laughs> but, like, truly, at the end of Episode Six, he was the best Jedi. Agreed. Um, yeah, let's get into this post credit scene, which clearly Star Wars is taken after the MCU. I didn't even know that they were going to have a post credit well, scene. Peyton Reed, man. He already worked for the MCU. Right, right. Well, I'm just, I was thinking, I was like, well, why is Star Wars, like, at first it was like, wait, Star Wars is doing a post credit scene? And I didn't even know until I checked on Twitter, people saying, oh, wait, there's a credit, after credits. I'm like, what? Yeah, me neither. I, like, skipped ahead, and then I was like, no, what was I even thinking? And then, like, I was like, motherfucker, I was right. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, maybe there's an end credit scene, because there's, like, seven minutes left of the right. credits. I was like, I don't, I don't trust that. Well, and the credits are even different. It's not showing the, like, cinematic, like, graphics that it usually does with it, and the music's yeah, a little different. Yeah, it didn't different. have any of the concept art. Right. I was very surprised by that. I was like, uh, excuse me, it's just, like, black screen like what's happening here (laughs) um so yeah let's get into this what this post credit scene is so it finally comes up we see jabba's palace on tatooine and i'm like oh boba's it's gonna be boba because at that moment i was like i knew that and then you see uh i think it's bib fortuna is jabba's Jabba's, like second command yeah i was so unhappy to see that he was back i was like motherfucker like, I hate the Fortuna. <laughs> I hated Jabba. Yeah. Like, I think I they're slumlords, and I hate them. And, like, granted, I'm the guy who roots for the villains. But, like, I just wanted to re-put that out there. Fuck the Fortuna. Hashtag Not fuck enough Bib. for you. No. Hashtag fuck Bib Fortuna. Get it <laughs> All right. I'll, we'll try to do that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, um, and then you see Fennec Shan come in and shoot the Gamorrean guards, and then you see oh, yes. the shadow of Boba come down, and he, and Bib Fortuna is like, oh, hey, we thought we, you were dead, and Boba's just like, shoots Bib Fortuna, kills him, and frees the, uh, the woman that's being, that's being slave, enslaved. Uh, yeah, the Twi'lek, and then you see Boba just sit on the throne, and you're just like, holy shit, and then it says, Book of Boba Fett, coming December 2021. Yeah, so, like, I, I saw that, like, I saw the stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. about the post credit scene, like, the, I saw the announcement of the new show, I, I would have thought that, like, it would have just been, like, a cute little post credits, like, just to show what Boba did after that. No, mm-hmm. we're gonna get a full ass show, and I'm so happy. It's it really like he this has is what so we've wanted, to go. right? Yeah, he has a lot more story to go. And like, you like know, we were supposed like, to get a Boba movie, and then the Solo movie bombed so hard, so they canceled it. But now, like that, they finally brought Boba back. They saw how popular he was, so now we actually get the opportunity to have a Boba show because they realized how much potential this actually has right. after so re-releasing him as a character in the Mando. So we finally get what I have wanted since I was a child, and I've never been so excited. It was so good. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to get that, and I'm assuming in that series we'll find out how what happened to Boba Fett, like how he got out of the Sarlacc and all that, oh, I'm yeah. sure. I hope it has lots of flashbacks. 
Yeah. A lot of yeah. flashbacks. Bro, and fucking December of 2021, that's what I freaked out about the most. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, like, I was now. like, this is probably, other than The Mandalorian, this is the closest piece of Star Wars that we have coming out. Like, yeah. everything else is like 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. And I was like, come on, man. Like, I need more stuff than this. And, like, oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Well, at least we'll have stuff to talk about on the podcast soon. But we'll get to that. <laughs> um, let's just talk about briefly what are your guys' thoughts on, I guess, season two as a whole. Beautiful. <laughs> um... It was pretty good. I like. It started out like. It, it was it was strong overall. I think like mm-hmm. there was a few filler episodes. Right. But other than that, they like really got to business. Like I think like. As soon as Boba showed up, it got really hype. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I I'm pretty I'm pretty glad with it. Like it it closed off like a lot of questions we had. Mm-hmm. I was obviously we still have like a lot more, but it it was pretty strong, and I think I think we have more like character exploration to do with Mando, mm-hmm. and hopefully, if it gets renewed, I'm pretty sure it did get renewed actually for a mm-hmm. third season. Um, we can get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's coming out next December. So we're going to get that and Boba Fett, because that's what I was kind of like, well, is is Book of Boba taking place as season three, or are we getting a season three of Mando and Book of Boba Fett? I think it's season three of Mando and Book of Boba That they realized that Mando has way too much potential Mm -hmm. to just throw away on two seasons. Plus, like, the way that just for this season and part of last season, like, we can tell through this show... Only this show alone, it can get so many spinoffs. Mm-hmm. And, like, they can introduce so many things through this show right into a brand new show. Like, think about it. They name-dropped Thrawn mm-hmm. and brought in Ahsoka, spawning a whole new show. They right. brought Boba Fett, spawning a whole new show. They had, um, what's her name? Fennec? Yeah, Fennec Shand, yep. Yep, Fennec Shand. They brought her in spawning a whole new character in the Bad Batch, which is probably going to be a really big plot. So much stuff that happens in the Mandalorian can bring in so much more. Like they, I think they realized how many stories they truly still want to tell, and the mm-hmm. amount is infinite. Like They have so many characters, they have so many ideas, they have so much Legends material to pull from still. Like They have so much stuff they still want to do and a lot of it, not most of it, but I would say a lot of stuff, they can pull it right out of the show. Or they can introduce it through this show, and then they can get it into its own spinoff. Like, yeah, Obi-Wan wasn't introduced through this, but, like, 
Rangers of the New Republic. I think that's going to be like based off the two that we the two Rangers that we saw in this season, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka oh, was introduced in this. Huh? Is that going to have Kara doing in it? I don't know. I was thinking that it was only going to have the two pilots that we saw. I, I heard, I heard like the the that one was going to be like based around her. Let's fucking hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. <laughs> I thought it was going to be focused on the two pilots, in which I was actually supportive of. Like, if it's Cardoon, no. I'm so <laughs> done with her. She's so fucking boring. But if it's yeah. the two, like, rebel pilots, sign me up. I'll watch that show Ooh, at yeah. days out of nine. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I, I love this season. I thought it was better than the first and what they expanded on and pulled from the different corners of the Star Wars universe. And you guys know, like, I love that. I think if you treat your universe with love and care and you bring things in from your past and your present, and I think that just works. Um, you mean if you treat it with love and respect? Yeah, yes, love and respect. <laughs> Yes, um, and so I. It, it was so action packed. Like, yeah, there was there was filler. Yeah, but like frog lady. Think about how much of the first season was filler. I'd say like two. I'd I think it was like three to four episodes of the first season. Half of it. Yeah. Yeah, and this time we had like two episodes that were filler, and I even then. I don't. I don't even think it would be two episodes. I really only thought of one episode. Probably everything else. I thought it uh, like directly affected the next episode and was directly affected by like the previous big storytelling episode. Like I think to me, this season there was only one episode where I was like, "This is just filler," mm-hmm. and it was the uh, frog lady. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah. Other than that, I felt that every single thing had to do with the main story in one way or another. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think we've all kind of said our piece about how awesome this show has been and how it's been a huge part in bringing a lot of fans back to loving Star Wars. I mean, I think this is really, this has really shown that, um, after... Star Wars has kind of taken a little bit of a hit from the sequel trilogy, um, how fans have felt about it. Not to say that, I mean, a lot of fans have been kind of toxic about Star Wars, well, really toxic about Star Wars, um, so, but, yeah, so let's get into what else, um, will be happening on the podcast from now on, now that Mando is done for now, um, so coming up, uh, this Sunday, well, releasing this Monday, um, will be, JJ and I are doing, continuing our Spider-Man rewatch. We are going into Andrew Garfield's with The Amazing Spider-Man, um, so that should be interesting. Actually, that was my first time watching the first Amazing Spider-Man, so, um, I've, I've positives and negatives about Andrew Garfield, um, but I do want to give pros, not just negatives, because I think that all three Spider-Man have their own pros to them, um, so that should be interesting to talk about Andrew Garfield. 
Um, and then next Wednesday, we'll be releasing our Revenge of the Sith podcast um, a couple days Ooh. before Christmas. So uh, we'll be talking all about how that's the best of the prequels and almost, you know, it it's going to be up there um, in terms of just all of our, all the Star Wars movies. So very excited to get to that. Um, and then we'll be skipping a week, uh, and JJ and I will finish Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man with Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then, um, to fill in time before we get to WandaVision, we'll be covering, covering the MCU Disney Plus shows. Um, Josh, Gabe, and I will be doing, um, a couple weeks of bad movies. Um, I think we've agreed on we're going to do Tommy Wiseau's The Room, um and figure out how to podcast about that and it probably will just be us memeing the entire time but that's fine um and we'll be covering i think mac and me is the other thing that we're going to talk about with bad movies <laughs> so though we'll be covering those so it'll be two weeks after christmas two saturday releases two friday recordings we'll be talking about that before WandaVision comes out, and then we get to talk about the MCU shows on a weekly basis, which will be a lot of fun. Um, so stay tuned for all this coverage um, for these three days, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday releases. Um, and thank you all so much for your support on Tribe of Nerds.